0: Hey hey yes yes it's time for us to stick our beef between your buns and run.
1: That is the greatest of American pastime. Yes, yes, we are playing with our balls and we are pointing our bats.
0: As always, my name is Pasty, and this is my lovely BBW cohort, <laughs> the bodacious Fat Mac. You don't Damn know what right. the BW stands for? BBW, baby. <laughs> Yes, We're yes. FM
1: in this BB dub.
0: <laughs> hop TJP. I mean, anytime there's a string of letters, right? You got IHOP TJP. You always IHOP TJP. And as y'all will
1: find out, coming up here, uh, IHOP TJP is making a resurgence. Yes. Fuck them away. I was Whoa. really happy what? to
0: see it. I was really happy to see it. Oh, it was
1: great. Pasty, we got a grand slam of a show here. And uh, not only that, we got something huge coming up that we're going to
0: get to in a moment.
1: But before we do, let's knock out a couple of our sponsors.
0: All right. Of course, folks, you know, we talk about them every week because we love them so very much. And I can't continue on with the show without giving a shout out to Qualities T-shirt company and my homie, That Dude Saint. He brings you the finest quality custom tees with sublimation, heat transfer vinyl and decals, special gifts, shirts for your sports teams, weddings, and concert merch. Man, he's got it covered for any occasion. And they're high quality, good feeling products. Support locally. And they will treat you very well. Hit them up at qualities, qualities, t-shirt, co-at-gmail.com. As always, the links will be available in the description of the podcast. Not only that, but we've got monster wear clothing. Because why not? For all your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, he's got you covered. Along with custom graphics and logo design services offered, MonsterWear clothing is your one-stop shop. You don't want to miss out. My buddy Corey Matthews will take great care of you. And any custom designs you have, he will see to it they are used.
1: Yes. And folks, uh, this is this is the last time I'm going to say it. It's the last time I'm going to say it. Okay, at
0: least for this year. Five days. Five you
1: have got days. five days to make plans to get to the most bodacious outer space themed music and camping festival known to man, the Galactic Get Down. You can find it at the Outback Ranch down in the majestic Houston, Minnesota. During the beautiful weathered time of july eighteenth through the twenty eighth. Yes, this very next weekend, starting Thursday,
0: eighteenth through, through the twenty eighth would be ten days.
1: <laughs> Wanna try that again? Eighteenth through the 20th, I'm sorry. But I mean, you know what? Stay there for ten days if you want. You just gotta take care of some horses and shit and do some mowing and all. I mean, just, just work it out with the with the owner. I, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what to do. But I'm here to tell you to go to Galactic Down. You have to. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. But that's what we're doing. We're saying this. That's what we're saying, and that's what we're doing. Basie and I, we're going to be there. Strategy, gonna be there. You're going to meet all sorts sorts of folks from the Cloud Style brand. Of course, we're going to have our booth. Of course, we're going to be recording. Of course, we're going to do interviews. We're going to have games. We're going to be interactive. We're going to have swag. It is going to be a heck of a time. You're going to have a hell of a time. And folks, if you don't want to come for Pasty and I, and if you don't want to come for the beautiful scenery, and if you don't want to come because you need a break and you want to go out camping and enjoy yourself and have a nice fire and get in tune with nature with the beautiful, serene Mountains and the horses galloping around. Come for the music. Not only is Dead Larry hosting, and you know you love your funky friends, Dead Larry. Come on, can I get a hallelujah?
0: Hallelujah!
1: But you're also getting Smoke and Joe of Dead Larry. Along with that, you're getting two sets from Zach Deputy. That's right. Not only two sets from Zach Deputy, but one guy. That one guy. You're going to get him. Frogleg, Space Monkey Mafia, who you know we are a huge fan of here at CloudStop Broadcasting. They're, they're our boys. They Straight are up, our boys. boys. Of course, uh, you're getting a Space Monster as well. You're getting the Missing Letters. You're getting Hot Pink Hangover, Jeremy Beeman, Gus Royale, the Bob Bat Band, the Lois Pear may simpson we could go on and on and on and on we don't have to because they are going to they're going to keep going on for you there are going to be multiple stages so you will be able to hear everything there's not any gap in music not only that folks remember this is a family friendly venue that is right There are plenty of activities on site. There's a variety of artists painting and creating all weekend. Independent food vendors with some of the most delicious foods available. And you know what? Pick up some crafts. Pick up some other swag to decorate your tents. Just get out there and support local and have so much fun. You need tapestries, they got tapestries. You need incense, they got incense. You need other things, they got other things.
0: You want to watch some
1: fire spinning? Hell yeah. Oh, just get pasty drunk and watch them try to
0: light a cigarette. <laughs> it's a fucking fun time! Oh yeah, worth every penny.
1: Glad to get down. Coming up here this next weekend, we're going to be there. Woo. Not only that, um, we're probably going to have a a short show for you next week because of that. We may even miss a weekend, but we're going to try to get you at least a a short little show. Um, But um, this is our time to take a break. It's a lot going on. Wears us down physically, mentally, emotionally, and all of that. So just be expecting that you might miss us a little bit, but we're going to be right back hotter than ever.
0: That's right, Fat Mac. And hotter than ever, let's talk about this week in pro wrestling history. That's right. July 11th, 2013, folks, the WWE Performance Center officially opened in Winter Park, Florida. How dare they have a winter park in Florida, for starters?
1: Well, you know, it's hot, hot, hot.
0: (laughs) They just have a bunch of outdoor air conditionings running (laughs) in Winter Park.
1: I mean, talk about hot that uh, you could argue that NXT is the hottest wrestling product out there today and most readily available hot product out there today.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who would definitely say that and fight you if you said otherwise. And just look at the talent.
1: How can you argue with so much of the talent that's down and so much of the talent that came through there? I'm not saying all of it started there and I'm not saying all of it ended there. But you look at guys like Samoa Joe, you look at guys like Seth Rollins, you look at guys like John Moxley, you look at guys like Kenta, uh, you look at guys like Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, you look at guys like Shampa. you look at No Way Jose, you look at Sami Zay, The Swiss at,
0: Superman, Antonio Cesaro. Yes,
1: Cesaro, Tyler Breeze, Paige, Kairi Sane, Asuka... The, the list doesn't she, Paige, end.
0: Page did wonders for that title. Uh,
1: she did wonders for that brand, though. Yeah, <laughs> might have sullied the title. <laughs> you can go back in our uh, library and listen to that, folks, if you want to. Um, trust me, you'll know which one it is. It has page in the name. <laughs> uh, what is it, page? Uh, it's something uh, about leaves. And it's
0: Bradley Books Don't Fall From Trees. Holy shit, you're good at this, aren't yes. you? Bradley Books Don't Fall From Trees. Yeah, go and check that
1: out. We'll tell you all about how she sold the title. But, I mean, how could we not go with this one? A lot happened this last week in pro wrestling history. In fact, I had uh, multiple things picked down personally. I brought it down to two things between Pacey and I, and we both agreed that this is probably the biggest event now. Of course, next week. Or not next week. Next year, we'll give you something different. But, uh, NXT,
0: Gargantuan. Gargano chewing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Gargano's chewing, baby.
0: (laughs) What's he chewing?
1: He's chewing the fat. Chewing the cud.
0: And we're going to start
1: chewing the fat, getting right into the Impact Slammiversary 28, 27. My Roman numerals are working. 27 (sighs) results.
0: I needed this so badly and I didn't know it. Um,
1: I, I'm going to let, I don't know. Do we, do we want to go back and forth on what we say about things? Do I want to go first? Do you want to go first? I I know how both of us feel about this and this folks, I'm going to tell you right now, this is my candidate for match of the year.
0: Well, he's one of them. Not every match this, is a match is of the year match. A
1: candidate, or, or I'm sorry, pay per view of the year. I'm okay. sorry, yes. Yeah, this, yeah, is, my, I, I this would is definitely, definitely a thing. candidate for pay per view of the year. And I would personally say. To me, this is the best pay per view so far this year. It Just was me super personally. solid,
0: very entertaining. I still not what I expected due to the time of the day I watched it. I didn't pay full attention to certain matches, but I still uh, had a very good time watching it.
1: This was not what I expected, though. I was expected. No. I was expecting. I know. I know. Slam anniversary and. Um, and Bound for Glory are the two biggest impact shows of the year. Which one's
0: bigger though? That's my question.
1: Bound for Glory is supposed to be bigger, but if you ask me, you know how in um, NWA, WCW, it was always that um, Starcade was their Wrestlemania, but Mm. in reality, Halloween Havoc was always the biggest one of the year? Yeah, That's how I kind of see this. It's like, yeah, Bound for Glory is their Wrestlemania, but Slammiversary is still the biggest one of the year. And let's be honest, WWE... WrestleMania usually isn't even the best one of the year anyway. So I guess that suits it.
0: Yeah. And goddamn, this pay-per-view started off hot even before there was a match. Just the promo leading into it where they talked about how, you know, all they have left is young stars and it's time for them to rise and take their place at the top. And it was beautiful.
1: You know what I noticed, Pasty? Huh? The promos on this show was what I wanted to see from, uh, fighter fest. Yeah. Remember how I was complaining that they didn't have like any like packages. Yeah. This, this show kind of showed you everything that was ha- like, if you'd never watched impact, it's a great starting life, point
0: to watch impact right now. Yeah. With and they, explained
1: it to, they explained everything to you, why it's happening, what's going on. And I, Oh, I loved it. First match, pasty let's just get into it. There was a four way, uh, three three people that aren't gonna have a bad match ever we got Willie Mack defeating Jake Christ of Ohio versus everything we got ihop TJP Hell making his yeah. return to impact and we got Trey Miguel of the Rascals. This was a fun-ass fucking match. We didn't have it on our predictions, so nope. neither one of us picked anything I was anything very out.
0: surprised. I was like, ah! Oh! I marked out when TJP came down. Oh, oh my god! Pretty fucking I, hard. I did, too. Uh, all I, all I the literally, places I expected him to go, Impact was probably last on my list. I literally yelled, I hop TJP!
1: <laughs> Just to myself and my dogs. That was it. Um, the rascals are super getting over with me. I love that that you have the
0: the Jaime thing from Little Rascals.
1: Yeah. And I know that you haven't watched a lot of the Impact shows, but they are... I mean, they're they're right up Pasty's alley. They're the stoner group. And I'm not saying anything about you, Pasty. Nothing. Nothing.
0: I, I wear it as a badge of honor. But
1: they are definitely the stoner group. And me being a stoner to the heart, even if I'm practicing or not, that's none of your business. Um... I, they, they're just awesome. There's skits where they're doing, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I think. There's skits where they do the That 70s show stuff could come off so hokey. But to me, it works so well because, you know, either these guys own it so well or they are a bunch of potheads. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> um, not sure He'll which all one to it tell is. You'll pretty
0: soon if RVD is caught hanging around with them a lot. <laughs> right. Uh, Goddamn, was he stoned in his promo. What, what did you have to say about this one, Pasty? Oh, uh, just fast paced, hard hitting action. Um I am very happy that T J P made his debut and yet they still put over Willie Mack, who in my opinion is the most senior of the people in this match. Um yeah, him or Jake, um, either one of those would be the most senior for
1: sure. Oh well uh, um, God, T J P's been in it for quite But I a mean grip. like
0: in Impact. Okay. Oh, in Impact, yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, Jake or, Jake or Willie, for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're both amazing.
0: Yeah, and they had a—just everybody had a great match. I don't think there was—I I didn't count any bad spots. It was crazy. Uh, God, what was that spot where Willie Mac caught somebody and then TJP came off the top rope or some shit right towards the end?
1: Well, so, like I've been trying to do, I've been keeping notes. okay. So I'm, I'm still a, bad at
0: that. I'm like, I, so want, I <laughs> want to, and then I don't want to stare at my phone and type out notes while I'm trying I, to. I watch. use the pause button a lot.
1: <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to knock out some of the, the, the main things I thought stood out to me. The first thing, which was probably the best to me was, um, no, not the best part. The next one is the best part. So anyways, so Trey Miguel of, um, the Rascals, he hit a neck breaker on TJ Perkins. Who at the same time DDP'd Jake Chris. Yeah, that was it. Who had Willie God. Mack in an Indian deathlock at the same time.
0: That so was a fun that. spot.
1: The next spot, which actually I think is what you're, you're mm. talking about, Pasty. I, I don't think this was it, but maybe. So what happened was they set up a Tower of Doom, and if people don't know what a Tower of Doom is, it's uh, one person goes up to the top to start doing a a superplex, then two guys get below him, like they're going to powerbomb that guy to do a superplex, then usually another guy gets into it. It's just a whole giant superplex, domino, Jenga thing. But anyways, uh, um, Trey Miguel flipped out of the Tower of Doom, but then TJP put him in a surfboard, So TJP's on his back. Trey Miguel is up, stretched out, making a square, folks, if you don't know what the Mexican surfboard is. Anyways, Jake Crist then jumped on TJP, who's on the ground, to make the pin. Willie Mack jumped off the top rope, double foot stomped all three of them to break up the pin. That is something I don't think I've seen before. And the fact that they did it without legitimately hurting anybody... Mm -hmm. Was is it, it, it was all Willie, all Willie, right there? You got to give the Mac credit for that one.
0: Yes, indeed. No, their 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 big spots on this match were fluid and flawless and just awe inspiring.
1: And the end came up when Willie Mac picked up the win by Jake Chris nailing a top rope cutter onto Trey, and then Mac hit the frog splash on Trey. And got the pin. Yes. So it was kind of cool. Man, this was just, like you said, this might not have been the best match ever, but there was, like, no mistakes.
0: No. And for an opening match, it was straight fire. Oh. You would have thought on a lot of other
1: pay-per-views, this would have overshadowed the whole show. It didn't. (laughs) It didn't. What do we have next, (laughs) Pasty?
0: Next we have a three-way tag match with the North. That's Ethan Page and Josh Alexander defeating LAX and the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz.
1: Basically, this match, the North stole it for me. If you were not impressed with how they looked, you (laughs) had to be impressed with how they these I want to see the North and the revival head to head.
0: That would be brilliant. Oh. I uh, they, they came out, and I, I still say they don't represent me. But uh, by the end of the match, I was still gritting my teeth and saying they don't represent me. <laughs> but then I heard that it was LAX final match in Impact, potentially. Asterix. And it all made sense.
1: <laughs> um, Notes I have here. Uh, Josh Alexander of the North, he was on the top rope. And he hit what I can only describe as a moon salt fall away slam. Didn't, uh, didn't I do that? have you. a
0: wicked um, uh, Canadian destroyer off the top rope type thing?
1: Oh god, yes. Um Oh, one of these matches did, and I don't know that I have it written down, probably because <laughs> I was marking out and didn't write it My down. My brain
0: says it's this match. I'm hoping I, it is. I think is. you're right.
1: I don't have it written down, but I, that, this sounds super familiar, the, the Canadian Destroyer off the top rope. I know one of these did. Somebody did I a know.
0: top rope um, Styles Clash, too, which was really sick.
1: Yes. I also got that Ethan Page, um, the powerbomb, on to, I believe it was Zachary Wentz to break up the pin I thought was really cool. Of note here, Santana got taken away on a stretcher. This is a work, as Pasty said, this may or may not be the last match of LAX in Impact. So for anybody wondering, no, he wasn't legitimately hurt, even though they sold it really well. Like yes, they didn't they did. play it too hard as a gimmick. They just kind of took him away and just played it off as that was it, you know. Um, whereas I, I feel like WWE would have like constantly followed him and the announcers would have constantly been talking about it. We'll check in on him and we'll give you an update. Like they didn't, it was almost like, oh, he's injured. Oh, they're getting him out. And then they didn't talk about him the rest of the match, basically. Um, this... (sighs) This was a great match.
0: It was a, a really strong piece of tag team action in a company that isn't necessarily known for that so much. I mean, yeah, Not LAX, LAX they has used to done be. a lot of great things for their tag team division. But the Rascals and the North really shined out here and we thought yeah, they this, needed to. Because was, I may still be begrudgingly saying the North doesn't represent me, but they have my respect. <laughs> There's some big bad dudes and you don't want to fuck with them.
1: And if LAX is leaving, this is the way a lot of wrestlers leave, is by putting the younger up-and-coming guys over. And if they are leaving, that's the way to do it. They put both these guys. I think the North super shined in this one.
0: Uh, LAX um, LAX, and AEW, mm, please. A-X, or LAX anywhere
1: is going to rock. E- even in WWE. Maybe not as good as we want them to rock, but even there, they'll do just fine.
0: Well, now that heavy machinery is starting, you get some air time on Raw and SmackDown. That they're, they're they're getting over. So I mean, right? Yeah. And then we had a first blood match, pasty. Yeah, we did. Eddie Edwards versus Killer Cross with Eddie Edwards taking the win. This was a really good match. I'm I'm pretty um pretty keen on Eddie Edwards after his match with uh, ECW famous. I always forget his fucking name because I'm an idiot. Oh, um Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, Dreamer, that guy. I yeah, sleep on him now. <laughs> but uh yeah, came out with the Kendo stick. Uh Killer Cross really stood out to me in this match from the fucking satanic face paint and the priest garb in the beginning. He sold that heel angle so hard. I loved it.
1: I, I put in my notes, pasty. I put. I don't know if it's the paint or what, but this is my favorite cross match yeah. to date. Yep. And I've said I'm not a huge Dude, fan. The sideways, cross, sideways but smiles damn. from
0: him in that paint just keep that fucking paint cross.
1: This this was good. I, I got to point out there was a gut wrench um suplex from Killer Cross to Eddie Edwards from the apron yeah. onto chairs that were lying on the floor. Yeah. That was
0: like holy shit. He also power bombed him onto the apron like halfway down his back. Yes. And um I felt that I, when that happened. <laughs> the
1: ending I dubbed, Pacey. I, I, liked, I liked, it. liked this. It was ending. a good
0: use of a blood pack, which you don't normally see anymore. Yep. Obvious blood pack, but not but
1: done done in a way that was like um theatrical, yes. right? Yes. So basically what happened was Eddie Edwards took the kendo stick, which he had been whooping the shit out of
0: cross with. I told him at the beginning of the match, you're not going to make him bleed with that fucking thing. (laughs) Right?
1: So what he did was he broke it over his knee and he took the, the sharp shards of it and started stabbing cross in the head, in the mouth and in the face and in the mouth. And as he was doing that, um, cross started throwing up blood, spitting up blood. Um, Again, obvious blood packet. Yes, but it worked in this scenario. I think, and not only that, but they eliminated they eliminated the risk of when you know will he accidentally bleed now? What if this is when he's supposed to bleed, but he doesn't actually bleed? Do we, you know, I, like they perfectly timed it? And yeah, I'm not a big fan of blood packets, but it just seemed to really work in this match.
0: Fuck when Cross was running at Edwards outside the ring, and Edwards threw the chair at his head. I thought that they could have had a finish right there. It could have accidentally had a yeah. finish right there. <laughs> Those first blood matches—that's hard to pull off because if somebody bleeds early, that you fuck your whole match. Yeah, I like that spot though, where Edwards like was covering his head and not showing the referee, or no, it was Cross. Yeah, yeah. Head, was completely blocking it. Yeah, trying to make like, sure nope. he wasn't bleeding before anybody else could see. Was nope, good stuff. you're
1: not gonna see it. You're not gonna see it. Which, which is smart. That that's psychology. I wish
0: they would have said something about like the paint being a thing. Like if, if he gets busted open, you might not be able to tell if it's just a little bit because of the paint. They should have pointed yeah. that out more for the psychology of the match. But I would, I would agree with that. I was living in it. <laughs> then we had. Um, Moose versus
1: Rob Van Dam.
0: Yeah, and Moose killed Rob.
1: The biggest takeaway here that I have it—I have very little notes on this one—but the biggest takeaway I have here, Pasty, is when when an RVD match is the least best match on the card, you know the show was badass.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> and this was this, this was wasn't probably one bad. of the first
0: matches I wasn't very much paying attention to, but yeah. As we discussed bad. last week, I was, I'm not so keen. I just... Uh, I get Rob Van Dam. He doesn't need to win, and he didn't win, so he gets points in my book. Yeah. Uh, a moose is yeah, on the yeah, we spree about that last of week. destroying XECW guys. And, um, yeah, that's something we'll talk about a little bit later that I think is going to tie into that in the near future.
1: Exactly. The end came pasty when Moose went for a frog splash to try to rub it in the Van Dam's face. He missed. Rob Van Dam hit a DDT, only got a two. Moose ended up hitting a low blow as the referee was distracted. RVD came back, missed a five-star frog splash, and hit a chair that was brought in. I love that Rob Van Dam
0: schooled Moose on how to use a chair legally in a match. (laughs) Right. It was... it's. I might be sick of Rob Van Dam from time to time, but anytime you see but him damn. with that chair art, his chair art is on point always. It is. It is from and the, this, from to the me, concerto to the to the fucking pulling it in front of the DDT so he could slam him down on it. Just good yeah. shit.
1: Um, and to me, this was this was the worst match of the pay per view. But worst is is uh, least best. Like right. I said before, least it wasn't best. the worst. Right. This was. This I would was still a, give this
0: a B plus match, probably. This would be a good
1: match on a WWE pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Which uh talking about things we'll never see on a WWE pay-per-view, Pasty,
0: what what's what, up next? Oh, the four-way monsters ball featuring Taya Valkyrie, who defeated Jessica Havoc, Rosemary, and Sue Young. This I'm banking on this for match of the fucking year, yeah, Pasty. Me too. Oh, oh, me too. Fuck. Man, they pulled out the thumbtacks and did shit that make made all male wrestlers, especially John Moxley and Joey Janela, look like straight yeah. up pussies.
1: Pasty, how often do you see a staple gone in a woman's match? Yeah,
0: I don't think Ties- there was staples in it. Um, it was gimmicked.
1: It, it was gimmick, but they they usually are. Other than CZW, CZW puts legit ones. But yeah, yeah it was gimmick. But well, we had Taya stapling an eight by ten onto Sue Young's forehead, which
0: fell off seconds later. But I still appreciate the the maneuver. You know, ticky tack only works yeah. so well, Tasty.
1: <laughs> uh, we got, but that's that's something that WWE is not going to do. No. That's something that AEW is not going to do, at least on their weekly show. Right. Um, we got a uh, tree of woe with a chair from Havoc to Taya. That was awesome. Rosemary superplexed Sue Young to a table on the outside of the ring, which brought on not only the This Is Awesome chance, which it deserved, but you could audibly hear one guy yelling, Yowie Wowie, <laughs> which I marked out for. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's cool. That's cool shit. Um, I literally put in my notes, and now thumbtacks.
0: Yeah, that's what I put in my notes. When they and Paisley, did, those... tell me
1: what happened next,
0: which was so awesome. Oh, what one was even first? Was it the face first into the thumbtacks? The, the the face one was first. Now and me then... and Kirsten both screamed at the top of our fucking lungs <laughs> when that shit happened, and she doesn't even watch wrestling hardly anymore. What happened? What happened? It was I don't. It was all so fast. <laughs> Taya Valkyrie. Grabbed Rosemary. It was like a wheelbarrow, wasn't it? With the legs and then lifting the torso and slamming her face first. See, you know what it is. Why do you have me say it? Yeah, I just I'm trying. (laughs) That's
1: exactly what it was. It was a wheelbarrow face first into the tax from Ty of Valkyrie,
0: and there was hard impact. Hard impact. Rosemary's a badass bitch. they're all badass bitches. I didn't know Ty of Valkyrie was Latina. Really? Yeah. Dude, she's from Mexico. Well, she doesn't
1: look it. (laughs) Have you... Basie? What? Folks, I apologize because I don't like to objectify female wrestlers. Have you looked at her bottom? I mean, yeah. She is Latina thick, (laughs) baby. And I'm talking (laughs) T-H-I-C-C. That is no fucking white cunt. (laughs) I'm sorry. No offense to white cunts. I mean, I love Rosemary, but, um... Yeah, she's she's definitely Latina. Where did that come that from? Was, did they bring that up in commentary? No, I but didn't she was that. like oh.
0: screaming in Spanish a whole lot, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, what? Okay, whoa." Okay. I guess it makes sense, Johnny Johnny Impact, you know, with uh, Molina back in the day, and oh, hey, uh, he's got a type. Yeah. I didn't even think of that.
1: <laughs> and the end came, folks, when Jessica Havoc.
0: Of course, the type suit- isn't Latina women. The type is women who wear furry leggings. Exactly. Let's not get racial here.
1: That's him also. <laughs> right? So you know, I guess masturbation. Um, the end came when Jessica Havoc hit a super tombstone to Rosemary into the tax. But got Rosemary to all the tax. Rosemary was fucking a beast in this one. Yeah, she was. But then Taya jumped in and actually stole the wind from her to to fucking uh uh keep the title oh my god it was awesome it's a perfect way for taya to stay strong and it put over rosemary it put over jessica havoc and sue young probably got the least in this and i still loved sue
0: young in this and i honestly think this was my first foray with jessica havoc i thought i recognized the name but then i saw her and i was like holy shit i haven't seen her before i
1: love her gimmick i love her look I love her. She Everything about her. She's a thicky. Yeah. I love her. Yep,
0: Very athletic. And she's
1: a, she's a veteran. I'll have to look this up, Pasty, as you get into the, uh, either finish up what you got to talk about now or get into the next show. But, God, Jessica Havoc's been around for a long time. Yeah,
0: she was very athletic, very fast. Uh, it was another one of those ones I'm like, yeah, she could really teach Nia Jax how to do things. Um, yeah. Out of all these women, I think, uh, sadly enough, Sue Young, the one we had picked to win it, no, I had picked to win it. She she had the least amount of showcase, but she was still fucking amazing. No, this
1: is To be fair, we both sucked at this pay-per-view, but I sucked <laughs> way worse than you.
0: I know. I'm actually coming back, I think. Now that we're doing all of these pay-per-views, I stand a chance. Oh, now that we're doing all these
1: pay-per-views. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah, Uh. Jessica Havoc um, started wrestling in 2004. So, she's a 15-year veteran. Jesus. It shows. You know what I mean? It definitely and shows. She, she has been... Um, God, she's been a knockout champion. She's been a WSU champion, which is Women Superstars Unlimited. Uh, main event champion. Absolute Intense champion. So, she's... Ed- and she's a mainstay in both Shimmer and Shine because I had seen her in Shimmer for the first time and she was always a beast there, so.
0: One of my favorite moments in this match. was <laughs> too great. Was when the Yo. audience was chanting, we want tables. And then Taya Valkyrie made a table out of a ladder and some baking sheets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and,
1: and I didn't even mention the ladder in this. Like, there was, la-
0: like, oh my God. If you want it, was there. everything.
1: Yeah. There was too much to even go over. This is a match everybody has to go about yeah. and watch. Any way you can find it,
0: watch it. Because this, this is a definite match of the year contender. And it's a fucking oh, women's fuck. four-way match. When, yeah, when do you get that? Never. Not on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> I mean, you not, get women's four-way anywhere. matches all the time, but they're nothing like this. But not like that
1: this. great. No. Oh, my God. They... They set the bar high. I personally don't think it ever got passed in this pay-per-view. No. But let's move on to another match of the year contender, definitely.
0: Yes. That was the X Division title match with Rich Swan defending and defeating Johnny Impact for his X Division Championship. Defend- Rich Swan Retain Championship stuff.
1: I love how eloquently you put that. I know. <laughs> God, you, you need to be in radio, buddy. Uh,
0: now, me first and Kirsten thing I watched, watched s- the Monsters Ball together, and then she was heading yep. out the door for work, so I really wasn't solely focused on this match, and I feel real bad for it. You need to go back yes, and watch it. I know.
1: Super awesome match. The first thing I put in my notes is something that happened before the match. It was Josh Matthews on commentary saying did Bravo just throw streamers in impact? Cause Johnny Bravo came out throwing streamers. And I guess anybody who watches more than WWE should know that ROH is the streamer. Right. Like, you know, every, yeah. they sell streamers at ROH. If anybody's ever been to an ROH show, any of you listening, they literally sell streamers. You can bring your own. They won't confiscate them, but they sell them for you if you want. In fact, uh, one time when I went there, they didn't have my size shirt that I wanted, so I bought one for my son, and they were like, hey, since we don't have your size, here's five streamers. Did you just make a
0: shirt (laughs) out of them?
1: Uh, I didn't. I threw them into the (laughs) ring uh, during ODB for sure. I remember ODB was on that one. That was with dumb boys.
0: That's funny, because I always thought the streamers thing was a New Japan thing, but I was wrong.
1: Um, they they used to do it in New Japan a lot, I believe, but um, ROH really yeah. it owned it, yeah. yeah. So I just thought it was cool that he acknowledged it, like, A, that Johnny Bravo did it, and B, that Josh Matthews, like, did he just throw streamers in Impact? The other thing, Pasty, that fucking Johnny, Johnny Bravo, I'm, I'm certain to love him. The other thing he did, he collected all the thumbtacks that were at ringside from the Monsters Ball women's four-way match. And he threw him into the ring, <laughs> and and both Rich Swan and Impact and the ref are just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And they just kicked him out. Like, so, God, so I loved it. Johnny Bravo
0: was a referee?
1: No, no, no. Johnny Bravo is uh, Johnny's second. Okay. If you were I in thought, New Japan, His manager, I heard the whatever. commentary
0: team say something about he used to be a golden referee or something, and now he's. Uh, he to he maybe
1: used to be a referee. I might have missed that. <sighs> um, because I don't know much about Johnny Bravo other than the Cartoon Yeah, that's, show. that's
0: what I know about Johnny Bravo, too. Uh, <laughs> Taught but, uh, me everything okay. I needed to know as a child about <laughs> misogyny.
1: Exactly. <sighs> so getting into the match, though. pasty Johnny Impact nailed two Spanish flies in a row. One from the second rope. He hit a second rope Spanish fly. The flip landed... Got up, and he hit another fucking Spanish Fly standing. Holy shit. Badass. Jesus Christ. Uh, The end of this match ended with Swan nailing Johnny Impact with eight kicks, two cutters, before hitting a Phoenix Splash for the win. There's a lot more I could say about this one. Same with the uh, Monsters Ball match, but it's another one you really just have to watch. Basically... This, to me, brought... These were the two main events of the show. Yeah, if the X Division wasn't already brought back in Impact, this brought back... This is X Division right here. Rich Swan, Johnny Impact, they showed what X Division is all about. Mm
0: -hmm. And also, this is potentially Johnny Impact's final match with Impact Wrestling as well.
1: Again, potentially. Yes.
0: Great one. Go watch it. Don't miss it. Those two matches for sure. Like yeah. Don't
1: miss it like pasty. Don't miss it like pasty. Don't don't do that.
0: <laughs> uh, one thing I did want to note is I think it's hilarious that Rich Swann's theme music at Impact is at the same exact tempo as his theme music at WWE was. So he does the same dance. I didn't notice
1: that. I he does the same that. dance it, though. So is it the same? Is it the same tempo to all night long from when he was in the All Night Express?
0: I couldn't all tell night you that. Long. I would assume so. I mean, was he still doing that dance back then? Because I mean, the tempo sets that dance, you know.
1: He was doing, he, yeah. He was doing the all, the dance back when he was in Ring of Honor in the All Night Express. I know, but I don't know if it's. I'll have to go back and listen. Yeah, because I know they were chanting all night long to him, which is you know it was <laughs> quite a throwback right, to him yeah. in the All Night Express with him. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I just
0: I got to fight him. I got to watch him now on MLW again. I want to see if his, his entrance theme is the same kind of tempo there, too. It's got to it's got to suit that dance because that dance is like, honestly, he's a great wrestler, but that's his main gimmick. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's what got him over in everybody's eyes in NXT. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't even really about the ring work. But his ring work stands head and shoulders above that.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: For sure, mm-hmm. for sure. It's the same thing uh, with No Way Jose, except for No Way Jose, that's all he's got is the entrance. <sighs> uh,
1: yeah. I don't think it's all he's got. It's all they're, they're giving yeah, well, that's, but Yeah, it's good yeah. shit. <laughs> Moving on, we have the world title match, but not the main event match, Ooh. which... Um, oh, that's coming up. We had Brian, they call him Cage... Defending his title against Michael Elgin. Pasty, I really thought they were going Elgin on this one. I really yeah. thought they were. Because they've
0: been pushing Elgin like hell. He'll get it. I just don't think it's yet. Brian Cage is such a good it, man. I don't want your him to world get it. Title. Look at him. He's like, he's like Brock Lesnar. He's on a fucking steroids. Adonis. He's Brock Lesnar, but he
1: can hit the shooting star press. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, before we get so many fucking messages, yes, Brock Lesnar hit the shooting star press like 17 times before that WrestleMania match with Kurt Angle right. I know he just missed and I one have that defended counted. him. Yeah, I've defended him for yeah. it. It just that one time the pressure got to him or something happened, he just
0: missed it. I don't it. know who's so, still defending yes. Brock Lesnar in twenty nineteen. I am. I am <laughs> okay.
1: I've never had a bad thing to say uh. about Brock Lesnar. I want you to go up to Brock Lesnar and say a bad thing to I him. I would. No, you would. I would.
0: I know his second no, cousin, wouldn't. Eric Baker. <laughs> I'm I'm safe. Um,
1: <laughs> so I had a couple notes here. I, I don't have a lot about moves or anything. Uh first of all, I expected to really not like this match, but I did like it. It was yeah, not the best match, of I was the night, I was also I not it. looking
0: forward to it, but it definitely definitely deserved its spot at piss break before the main event match
1: so they got fight forever chance which i did not expect Yep. my note here pasty this was legitimately a cruiserweight match that was performed by almost super heavyweights (laughs) like they're they're on the cusp of being heavyweight super heavyweight and this was i mean moonsault spanish flies Um, Tope Suicida, Springboards, you name it. They fucking did it. uh, Tilt World DDTs. Uh, I put on here two wrestlers I don't care for, but I really liked this match. But I also put, this is my last note for this match, they made the right call not having this match close the show. Yes, they did. There were so many better matches before this and a better match after this that I think this match would have killed the audience if this was the main event. I probably
0: wouldn't have watched it if it was the main event.
1: I Actually, I probably would have <laughs> skipped it as
0: well. Just to be honest, yeah. I probably would have. Yeah. It was good, though. Far better than I had expected. And it's, it's worth a watch. This whole this whole show is worth a watch.
1: Yeah, if you have to skip anything, I'd say Moose D, but even that's worth watching. Okay.
0: And then it was at the end of this match, wasn't it, where uh, a masked rhino... Gord Michael Elgin.
1: We were going to get into that later. We will get into that later. But yes, a masked figure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Gord Michael Elgin, and it
1: was (laughs) it was Rhino, completely in his gear, but with a mask on, doing his spear, completely signature
0: move, because he is still quote unquote under contract with WWE. Okay, Pacey, we're just going to skip the fucking
1: news to this week. <laughs> well, Fuck it. I mean, there you, you go, folks. Spice it up with all the right. news throughout.
0: Goodbye.
1: See you. We'll see you at the Galactic Get Down. We're not even getting to the main event. It was nice talking to you. Uh,
0: we'll talk about it again later, folks, because I'm sure there's more to say than what I said. But, yes, in the final match, we had an intergender fight fucking slobber knocker seeing sammy callahan defeating tessa blanchard nobody would have guessed that but what a brutal fight it was i wanted to give
1: you the silent treatment but i want to talk about this match (laughs) that's why i kept it rolling on (laughs) he can't resist this oh my gosh they started out uh, fucking on the floor with sammy callahan (laughs) Literally fucking swinging Tessa Blanchard, <laughs> holding her legs <laughs> under his armpits, swinging her head back and forth against the fucking steel guardrails. Yeah. God damn, they Ooh. started it out perfect. Yes, they started it out perfect. We got fuck him up, Tessa Chance. Fuck him up, Tessa. Fuck him up. Oh, I was marking for that. I wanted her to fuck him up.
0: Sorry, boy. <laughs> uh, I had a defective beer. Can. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it up, Fat Mac. Fuck it up.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah. They just. Uh. This match. I honestly feel. I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming this match wasn't written out move for move. But if somebody wrote this out move for move, they wrote it out for two dudes.
0: Yeah. Yep. And I gotta give Sammy Callahan super props, because for how brutal this match was, he made sure to take care of Tessa. Oh, 100%. 100%. This was, I think, the epitome of what a intergender match should be.
1: And actually, about halfway through this match, I thought Tessa was going to win, because I thought she was going to make Sammy tap out with the crossface. Yeah. Face. She had it locked in. It was di- pretty much in the middle. Like, I thought she had this. You and I both figured she was winning, right? Yes. Didn't happen. Then we had Tessa. She fucking, she got to the top rope, jumped over Sammy Callahan, and landed a Tilt-A-World DDT. That was badass. We got Sammy Callahan hitting a tombstone on Tessa Blanchard, and she kicked out. Way to fucking go. He hit her with a bat pasty. Yes he did. He hit her why not? Sammy gives no, no fucks. He doesn't. He gives no fucks. Hit her with a bat.
0: If she was pregnant, he would have gave her an abortion.
1: That's my kind of man. I'm calling him up. <laughs> um so Sammy ended up nailing a top rope cactus pile driver for the win. Um yes, folks, you heard that right. Sammy Callahany hit Tessa Blanchard with a pile driver from the top yeah. loop for a win. <laughs> that was badass. I still had but hopes marked... that she
0: was going to kick out, but I figured she wouldn't.
1: I super marked out at the end. Of <sighs> oh, yeah. Sammy Callahan walked up to Tessa Blanchard, who's sitting in the corner, defeated. He has a black bat in one hand, a
0: gold bat in the, the other. The gold bat was hers. She came down with it in the beginning of the match. Thank yes. you.
1: Exactly. And he's ready to beat the shit out of her. Or at least she thinks so. And he looks at her, and he hands her her golden bat, and he gives it to her, and he leaves the room. Immediately vacates. And lets her absorb the adulation of the fans. Oh, I marked out so. It was fucking the, the most bass I've ever seen
0: Sammy Callahan in my life.
1: <laughs> oh, this was the best. This there was no other Dude, ending to this. If she doesn't pay-per-view. join this OVE,
0: was the I'm gonna freak out. She could you imagine if she joined OVE? That would be that would be insane. Oh, I don't care if she's from Ohio or not. I know she's a Carolina girl, <laughs> but still, yeah. Uh, this was.
1: This was this was the best way to end the pay per view. Might not have been the best match, but that the way I want to know who fucking wrote this. Who is writing this for Impact right now? Because that honestly,
0: the chemistry they have in the ring, I almost story. have to wonder if they don't have something going on behind the scenes. They might, and I fuck, I'd be all for that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be better than Seth and Becky. Uh, or at least as good. I love them too. Yeah, WWE's gonna I fuck love it the up. Men.
1: Yes, they WWE are. WWE
0: is going to make it so Becky breaks up with him just because she doesn't want that shit on TV. Um,
1: <sighs> now, we went way long on this, and I knew we were going to paste it because we... Oh, fuck! Because we didn't even say half the good no, things we no, wanted to say about it. So am I right?
0: Much, so much good to say.
1: Um. So let's get... Let's just fucking get... First of all... Everybody watch this match or watch this pay per view. Yeah. If you don't watch this pay per view, three hours watch of your time, the very Monsters worth it.
0: Match. Easy to digest. Fucking do it. Um, I gave I gave it an A plus grade. Pasty, would you give it? I gave it an A just because I wasn't mentally present for all of it, and I didn't think I'll it fair to give it an A plus. But that still and rounds that it out as a solid A. That gives it a
1: solid A. Uh, match of the night. You and I both agree. Monsters, Monsters, Monsters ball. ball. Oh fuck. God. That 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 I I honestly I honestly don't think any match is fucking superseding that this year.
0: If we ever did a category of match of the decade, this could still be a contender, I think.
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) it could. But, talking about decades, those are knocked down into years, which are knocked down into months, which are knocked down into weeks.
0: And, Pasty, we have the Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet. That's right, Fat Mac. And in our top news, in a recent interview, Kenny Omega confirmed that there will, in fact, be an AEW video game. With news that Ukes is developing a new wrestling game. The obvious rumors are Ukes and AEW are partnering up for this release. And how... Great with that, because the last time WWE made one good wrestling game, it was with Ukes. I'm surprised they're a company that still exists. Um. So honestly, I don't know Ukes. Which WWE game
1: was that? that? Was, you I think it was
0: pretty much everything from the N64 through the PS2. Was yeah. it? Yeah.
1: See, I was a WCW guy so I we didn't get you it was it was um, definitely cool. the
0: Smackdown versus raw games and and that okay so that's yeah. awesome to hear
1: because first of all I didn't know what Ux was so I was kind of worried when I w- heard this mm-hmm. news the fact that they have uh, experience in the wrestling genre of video yep. games makes me all the more faithful to it and just the fact that they're gonna have one they it, <laughs> it's the too first soon doesn't for have them to them be, be saying great.
0: they're gonna have one.
1: Well, no, they're not saying that it's coming out this no. year. They're saying they're definitely going
0: to make video games. And I games. mean, that's, anybody that's who knows Kenny Omega or the Bucks would automatically assume, yeah, they got to have a game eventually. But the news that this is coming, if, if, the news breaking now before they're even on TV, to me, is huge. Yeah, it,
1: but can it be that hard to make? I mean, let's say you make a pro wrestling video game with 16 wrestlers. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't. it wouldn't take time.
1: No, I mean, it doesn't have to be 75 like your current fucking uh, Mortal Kombat, you know what yeah. I mean? You can have 16 wrestlers and just, and work on the actual wrestling in the ring, the gameplay.
0: I want, I want more fleshed out, like, career storylines with branching paths and, and like the exploring well, the backstage and getting into brawls with people because you say the wrong thing to them and shit like it used to yeah, be. Yeah, but
1: that that's not happening with their first release because... A they're not going to I'm telling it.
0: you you made those games those kind of games Yeah, but AEW doesn't Man. have any backstage they shit. They don't, but they have very creative minds amongst them. I well, think first I of think all, they could deliver a hellishly out, solid product. I guess to me put out
1: a base level product for your first one and then move up. Yeah. Don't sell yourself too high and then and then do WWE 2K where you're just reproducing the same game over no, and over. I, again. I don't
0: think they would do that either. And I, I know that their goal isn't to put out annual games either. But uh, hey, AEW's done just great things simple. for the wrestling world so far. I'm looking forward to AEW doing great things for the video game world too. Because wrestling games I, have been what? so shitty for so long. I forgot what a good wrestling game is like.
1: I I completely agree. And you know what? It's easy to forget those kind of things. In fact, pasty Booker T forgot a certain date recently. Yes,
0: he did.
1: Um, We got to talk about this, folks. This is an update from last week. On Booker T's show, Hall of Fame, he cleared the air on the StarCast misunderstanding that we talked about. I believe it was just last Mm. week. He said, quote, this is the way it went. Conrad texted me a date that he wanted me to do an autograph signing. That autograph signing was August 31st. That date was in Chicago. Cool beans. He told me all of that, but what he didn't tell me was that it was for StarCast. I didn't know it was StarCast. I didn't find out it was StarCast until Brad, who is his um, co-host on his show, you texted me, he said, saying, Hey, Booker, you doing StarCast? And I said, "No, sucker! I'm not doing Starcast." <laughs> Brad says, "Well, they're advertising you." Booker said immediately, "I put a tweet out and said that I wasn't going to be doing Starcast just because I did not know that Conrad booking that the Conrad booking was Starcast because he did not what say it was Starcast. He Conrad said it was an autograph signing." <laughs> <item." laughs> well, first of all, I'm I'm really. Wow, I'm super on the fence about this. Because yeah. Pasty, StarCast, does, or um, Conrad does a ton of shit. Think of all the live shows he put out that have nothing to do with StarCast. He does 83 Weeks. He does What Happened When? Yeah, he but does, you're not going to do uh, autograph uh, signings on a podcast. No, but no, they do live shows oh, m- multiple times each year where they would do autograph signings. Yeah, he does. <sighs> he does those. He's got to do easily 12. But honestly, if you're Conrad
0: and you're trying to get WWE ish guys, you're not going to say the name StarCast. But, so that
1: opens my question. First of all, I. I'm probably thinking Booker's probably being honest. He didn't know this was Starcast. Booker works WWE. Mm-hmm. He has his own wrestling promotion. He does a ton of events. He probably doesn't know when Starcast is happening or even where. I, I would, I would, that's believable, I think, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, I don't think Booker T is a liar. Why would, Con- and I love, Con- everybody listening to this knows I'm on Conrad's nuts. Mm-hmm. I want to be the next Conrad Thompson. I think Conrad's doing dirty by not saying this is a StarCast event. Why would he just say, hey, come and do an autograph signing this day, this time, this place? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that's kind of dirty? Or do you think think Conrad didn't mean anything wrong?
0: Making Undertaker pull out and Ric Flair pulling out, not necessarily because of WWE. Pacey, Pacey. Yes.
1: Let's not say that the girl that drank underage deserved to get raped. Okay, so let's throw that. Let's throw that out. <laughs> okay. Who cares? Okay, who cares what WWE's done in the past? Conrad should be an upstanding person. We don't want him to be WWE, mm. right? Uh-huh. Did, did was he was he did he just not think about it? Or was he being malicious? I think it was
0: malicious. I do. I also think that, I mean, it's Conrad Thompson and Booker should have kind of just did the math. You know, one plus one equals shucky ducky quack quack. I mean, StarCast is like it's Conrad's big thing outside of the podcasting now. And if there's a big event and he's trying to get you for it, it's probably StarCast. I understand. Yeah, but nobody knows when Starcast is going to
1: be because it's it's been completely pretty random right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, I'm a hundred percent. I a 100 percent I 100 percent agree with you. I think I think Conrad kind of knew what he was doing. He's just
0: playing it, playing but, it safe, is the way I would like to state it. <laughs> like,
1: but I think he's playing it safe. Yeah, I'm with you. He's he's booking people ahead of time. Undertaker, Booker T, whoever else. And hoping that maybe they'll just let it slide, mm-hmm. it'll go under the radar, and that's from you know what I, I say this a lot about WWE. I'm going to say it about Conrad from a business perspective. That's smart. Yep. That's smart. So yes, um, but if you I'm, have I'm to point defender, a finger and
0: play the blame game, yeah, I think Conrad is the. It's on Conrad. He's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easily. <laughs> he's the dirty dog it's in the on situation. Conrad.
1: Come on, Connie boy. <laughs> Come on. Oh, he, He's lighting a fucking fire on your WWE pasty. Yeah.
0: Just like last week when a fire burned down the home of former pro wrestling star Don Wright, who with his wife Sandy are raising their five grandkids. Holy shit. It wiped out everything. Holy shit. But a GoFundMe has been created to help out the rights, donations to will help with clothes, food, and school supplies for the children, ranging from ages 4 to 14 years old. The original goal of- Well, what the fuck,
1: Pacey? What does this have to do with fucking all elite wrestling? This is the weekly elite dirt sheet, dude. This should be in our normal savage sentinel.
0: Well, sir, the original goal of $5,000 has been broken. Thanks. Okay, but this should still be in the Savage set. Yeah, it should. Until I get to this. Thanks in large part oh, to AEW's John Moxley and Tony Khan, who each oh, donated $5,000 to help break the goal needed. That's wow. That's stellar. If you would like to help out, the link is www.gofundme.com forward slash F forward slash a bunch of shit that I'm not going to read here on the podcast, but check the description because I'll put it there. Not only that, it is also on our Facebook page. Click the link. Yes, it is. Folks,
1: I really recommend that you actually go to this GoFundMe because from all these GoFundMes that people get super fucking millions of dollars. Um not today but yesterday I clicked this link and went to it. Okay. Um John Moxley gave $5,000. Tony Khan gave $5,000. The total amount raised was 10,415. That means outside of John Moxley and Tony Khan, they've only raised 415. Yeah, that's
0: pretty sad. Now,
1: yes, they broke their 5000 limit and yes, you may say, "Oh shit, they have enough and that's fine." And they probably do. If you're hurting for cash, don't go out of your way to give to them. Take care of your family. But if you have extra cash, fucking drop them 20, 25, 50, 100 if you have it. It's it's worth it. <laughs> Cause people would do it for you and the fact that the fact that less than a thousand dollars was raised other than these two people's five thousand dollars is It's that, sad. That hurt me when I seen it's, that. Like, it's borderline fucking,
0: disgusting.
1: It sent off fucking lights in my eyes that when I went and looked at it, I expected it to be like thirty two thousand dollars because everybody's jumping on it. No, No, they've raised less than $500 other than these
0: two people. Yeah. Um, Get on there. I'd have to assume that a lot of people are like me and aren't exactly sure who Don Wright is. And myself
1: included. And a lot of you listening know I I tend to know a lot of the older or or, um, more obscure people. I don't know who he is. But you know what? If you're a wrestling fan and you have the money, just fucking go ahead and do and it. I mean,
0: uh, if you don't have the money, don't do it.
1: Five grandkids. We don't know what. Without we don't a know fire, what the situation I think is that's behind enough that. to donate. No shit. We don't know the situation behind it, and it's none of our business, right? right. But yeah, holy shit, <laughs> this motherfucker! Come on, right? He's obviously a good and
0: charitable man in his own right. So yeah. Jump over and help him out. Every dollar, yeah. Helps. This
1: isn't Jake the fucking Snake Roberts, <laughs> who you know is gonna fucking take five thousand of it to go smoke some crack. Right, okay, right. I love you, Jake. And then the he's Snake. gonna put I out another documentary
0: death. about the redemption of Jake uh, the Snake Roberts, the
1: re-resurrection. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm gonna go from something negative to something positive. Pacey, I want you to grab your funky Cole Medina. Really, right for now? This wild thing. Okay. Starcast presents Janela Palooza! Join your host, Joey Janella, talent, wrestlers, surprise guests, and special musical guest, three time Grammy Award nominee, So
0: Tone Tone. Famous for his role in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective.
1: If you're white that's what he's famous <laughs> for. Of course.
0: Well those two songs and they as well
1: will be, but they will be at the official aew all out after party Janella Palooza at Starcast. That
0: should be a more wild rager than the the SCU after party at Double or nothing. Oh
1: this should be fucking awesome. first of all. Joey Janela is known for his uh, spring break get-togethers, as most of you know who follow independent wrestling. That's some of the biggest independent fucking shows ever. So he knows how to put on an independent party. Uh This is going through Starcast, so Conrad Thompson's involved. You got the AEW guys, and of course, Tone
0: Long. That's fucking huge, man. You WWE know, like, people, gets right rider. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, Tone Loke is bigger than oh, Flo.
1: Yeah. You know, Flo Riders sells more tickets well, Tone than Tone Loke, Loke is a fucking
0: legend. That.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, nice. Tone Nobody Loke, can do that, boys. Tone Loke was a Saturday morning cartoon. Was he? Tone Loke Pasty was a Saturday morning cartoon. Huh. I'm. I'm- Looking up right now on Google because I can't well, remember the fine. name of it, but well, he was a teddy bear. Wh-
0: <laughs> he was wh- a fucking teddy bear. <laughs> I guess I'd cuddle with him.
1: I'm, I'm not making <laughs> You think I'd be making this up? I'm not making uh, it up. Um sorry, morning cartoon. Oh uh, no, this is a legit thing. Um I don't remember what it's called though. <laughs> um Sea Bear and Jamal, it was called. What
0: did that air on?
1: I think it was on Fox Kids, but I may be making
0: it Man, that I out. think I would have seen it. Maybe I did see it. It doesn't... I remember that, though, because I was
1: into it because I liked To yeah. back in the day. And it was like, oh, shit, he's a
0: teddy <laughs> bear.
1: He's going to fuck some <laughs> bitches. And drink a 40-ounce of funky
0: cold Medina. <laughs> Yeah, I will, uh, I'll be blatantly honest here. When I first started reading this, I read StarCast Presents Jane La Palooza, until I read on Joey... Jane, Di- La, Jane La Palooza! La Palooza. <laughs> Joey
1: fucking, uh, oh, what's her name? Jane, uh, what's her name? As she brings all of her monkeys back <laughs> from her expedition and has a party at EW... <laughs> Jane Goodall. There you go. Jane Goodall
0: and the apes. <laughs> what, what, what. <laughs> yeah, We're doing it monkey style, and you would gorilla up in this bitch. <laughs> you would suspect that that would be the last you hear about Joey Janela in this weekly elite dirt sheet, but you would be wrong, friends. As a matter of fact, what you're going to hear about Enzo in this weekly elite dirt oh, sheet, friends. Fuck. Because Joey Janela and Enzo got into a air quotes fight at a Blink One Eighty Two and Little White concert on Tuesday. I dubbed the fight Dink One Eighty Two versus Lil Stain. No, it's
1: it's it's One Hundred and Eighty Two <laughs> you know, AEW fight. Yes. Fest.
0: Uh, yes, yes, I do. One of the few skits they have. Uh, and they continued to throw some <laughs> verbal jabs on Twitter, as they would. Both were in attendance for the concert in New Jersey, and Janela tried to introduce himself to Enzo, who wasn't having that shit. No! <laughs> According to both accounts, Janela approached the realest guy in the room, who slapped his hands down, and things escalated from there. Although they didn't really escalate as much as Janela backed away and... Honestly, Enzo looked well, like the we, bigger we don't badass know. here. We, from the
1: video uh, I saw.
0: 100% from the yeah. video. Keep, keep going and we'll talk about that. Janela wrote on Twitter, not a work. So I saw the dude and I walked up and I said, hi, I'm Joey Janela at the Blink 182 show. And we proceeded to have, I'm not Lennox Lewis, to have the shittiest fist fight of the year. I'm not a pussy, but we had fun. <laughs> While it might be the first time the two had a physical altercation, they have clashed on social media in the past. Joey and Enzo had issues in April after Janela called out Enzo for making a mockery of the business and challenged him to a fight under GCW's Bloodsport banner. Enzo's video tweet of the fight is on our Facebook page, and it's funny because Enzo shot back in this Twitter war saying that Janella is ruining pro wrestling. Enzo does not have the ground to stand on to say that. I would love for AEW nope. to give Enzo a one-shot contract to fight Joey Janella at All Out.
1: So first of all... Uh- there's a lot of things I want to go over. Do you want to do you want to say your piece before I go over nah, myself, I, just in case you we go ahead? I I just read it. Okay. I,
0: yeah.
1: Okay. So I have a few things to go over. First of all, Enzo's video makes Janela's bad boy image look like yeah. a bitch. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. Enzo
0: got some serious cred from that video in my eyes. But but, but
1: professionally, as Janela being um, employed by a legitimate company as AEW who has ties to um, legitimate broadcast networks, you don't want to be caught on-camera fight. Right. So, yes, we got and 20 of And he definitely couldn't afford to be arrested fight. before
0: this weekend's event. No. So,
1: we got 20 seconds of this fight that are on camera. We don't know what happened before. But 100%, what's on camera, Joey backs up three different times while Enzo comes after him. And his hands all him. the
0: way to his side.
1: Yeah, while Enzo's woman is trying to pull him back. So, uh, on video, Enzo gets 100% mm-hmm. of the credit on this. Now... Enzo has nothing to lose because he's not signed to anybody. And Joey Janela does have something to lose because he's signed to a legitimate company. Uh, so we we get uh-huh. that. That's I don't know that that's his reason. It, it would make sense for I'm giving him the it, benefit though. of yes. the doubt. Yeah, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. The second thing is this could easily be a work... And we could easily get a Joey Janela Enzo match in AEW, which I don't fucking want to see. After this, after this see. I want
0: Enzo and Cass on the roster. Uh, I don't, don't want to do that. Much. Don't see think, that. I don't want to see. I think that. I don't want to see. I that. think
1: they could do all right. But so I guess the big question is: Is this a work? Is this a shoot? I'm throwing out shoot right now. But I could be proved wrong. What are you throwing out?
0: I. It's hard to say. I, I'm going to go with the work, just because you're going with the shoot, and one of us got to be right. <laughs>
1: that's that's true. We have one minute to get through this next one, All pasty. Right. Within seven months of successfully launching All Elite Wrestling, executive vice president Cody Rhodes today added a new title to his impressive repertoire. Children's author. <laughs> Cody Hart of the Mountain, the second book in the Elite Team series, will be available on Monday, July 15th on Amazon and anywhere that books are sold, including Barnes & Noble, Target, and Indy as long as Walmart. The description reads, quote, Cody Hart of the Mountain teaches children that everybody has unique abilities, even their perceived enemies. By working together, readers can learn that they can overcome obstacles to unite the world. This is published by Trism Books. Cody Hart of the Mountain will retail for $16.95. The book comes eight months after Young Bucks Stand Tall, which follows the brothers Nick and Matt Jackson through an inspiring story that encourages young readers of all ages. And all ages, Pasty, can watch
0: AEW's Fight for the
1: Fallen. Yes, they can,
0: as it airs this Saturday. I was actually under the impression it was airing the weekend we were at the get-down. I was going to be very let down, but at least I get to pre-party with the Fight for the Fallen. Looking forward to this one, our first match on the card, on the buy-in. Is Sunny Kiss versus Peter Avalon? Now I don't know if you saw being the elite this week, but the Young Bucks nope. totally acknowledged the fact that everybody hated the Librarian gimmick at at uh, Fighter Fest, and they wanted it to stop. I'm glad and they, they did. should stop it, but they're gonna keep it going. They're gonna keep it going for a year, <laughs> maybe a decade, because you know that's the way. WWE would do it with a shitty gimmick that they like that nobody else likes, and that's the lampooning on it, and I love it. Sunny Kiss versus Peter Avalon should be a pretty good match, though, and I've got Avalon to win.
1: Um,
0: this reads like a
1: buy-in match
0: to me, and
1: that's okay.
0: Hey, Sunny Kiss is um, finally getting a fucking showcase since the the. Battle Royal, I mean, it's still a buy-in match, but...
1: I don't know that this is a showcase. I'll put that out there, but I think Peter Avalon represents all the bullshit that WWE does. Sunny Kiss is going over.
0: All right. The next buy-in match is a six-man tag match with Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. And folks, if you have the idea in your head that I do, that the match was originally supposed to be <laughs> Jimmy Havoc, John Moxley, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears, please let me know. And if you could find the graphic... Please send it to me because I think I'm losing I my looked mind. Pasty. I, I couldn't don't. find it. I even I went back and watched the the being the elites and everything. I'm like, I know I saw this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, in hindsight, I'm thinking it was the Sean Spears thing because he had just hit Cody, and I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe. Because I looked and I could not find any graphic <sighs> with that. John Moxley would be a good fit in that match, though. Even though he uh, just bought Joey Janela, like. I could see that though, you know, you just fought him now. Now he's got your respect and da da da. So I'm going with MJF,
1: Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. I think they're pushing Sean Spears. They're obviously pushing Joey, or I mean uh, MJF and uh, Sammy Guevara. It wouldn't
0: hurt him. So what do you I got? got? What happened to Moxley? <laughs> I know. Uh, no, and because i I I'm... not that it fucking matters. This it's is a vibe. you can stick with that. Fight. You want to stick no, with I'm that? Gonna... <laughs> Stick yeah. with that.
1: Stick with what happened to Moxley. <laughs> I want you to fucking double down on it, buddy. There you go. If he shows up, I'm giving you one extra point. <laughs>
0: okay. If John Moxley is in this match, Pasty gets a point. Honestly, if John Moxley shows up, it's going to be later on in the card. But <laughs> If he's in this match, you get okay. a point, Pasty. Don't it. sell yourself short. I'll take short. the pre-show point.
1: Then we have a tag match. We got Lucha Bros versus SoCal Uncensored. Yes,
0: this should be fun.
1: And, of course, um, that's going to be uh, Kaz and Scorpio. Yes. It's not going to be Christopher well, Daniels. Well, it doesn't matter
0: because it's going to be Lucha Bros winning the match.
1: <laughs> they got to win a fucking
0: match sooner or later, <laughs> yeah. don't they? They have been jobbed
1: uh, out in AEW, and they are the best tag team in the world
0: yeah. right now. Young books would have you believing differently, Um, but I I don't think so. So can (sighs) we... uh, So so
1: we don't know what's happening until the weekly show starts and maybe Lucha Bros will start just dominating. But I'm starting to get the feeling pasty that AEW is WWE. And I'm starting to get the feeling pasty that the Lucha Brothers are just going to be jobbers.
0: I don't think that's going to happen. I think they know the value they have in them, and I think they're going to use them to their best extent. I just think they want to have them at a inopportune position when this tag tournament starts. They're going to win it in the end.
1: Okay. okay. I would love that. I'm all for that. And that's storytelling. That is long-term mm-hmm. storytelling, and I like that. I'm okay with that. Next up we have Brandy Rhodes taking on Allie. Yeah. Uh Pasty, I'm going to go with Allie. There is no reason that Brandy Rhodes, who is a part-time wrestler, should beat a legitimate
0: long-term wrestler like Allie. Now, on, on the road to she's Fight the future for the, of fallen, the company. maybe not this week, but it was last week, there was a large segment surrounding Brandy, and it talked about her, um, how she came into wrestling at the end of the we're gonna hire you because you're beautiful and we don't care about your wrestling skills. And, after all of that, now now everybody is skilled women's wrestlers, and she's afraid she can't compete in the world. And it was a very heartfelt like, tear driven promo, and it's her training in the ring and everything. I gotta go with Brandy's gonna pick up the win here, especially since she's had this, like, like I-don't-like-you-Ally shit because you didn't help me at whatever outside of AEW back in the day.
1: Okay, Pasty, (sighs) I don't want to be this guy. But is that not the same storyline of Stephanie
0: McMahon? Oh well, yeah, but Stephanie was born into it. She wasn't. I mean, I guess it was. It would be more like a oh, like a brandy Bella thing. didn't
1: fucking marry into <laughs> it. She's not
0: Triple H. Brandy's Triple H. I, I I like that analogy.
1: Which means Triple H is fucking Stephanie. You know that? Right? Yeah.
0: Cody Rhodes. I might have to change well, we my. We Triple H I might is have fucking Stephanie. My, fucking Cody Rhodes is oh, Stephanie. My God. Yeah uh no but i i I think brandy's gonna win this one I think it's gonna fuel like a feud between the two of them yeah
1: not cool too much nepotism already in this uh organization and and I don't know because it's so short if they're gonna make a storyline out of the nepotism of this that's cool if this is what we're gonna get for a year I can just watch WWE. I don't
0: think Brandi's gonna be the one to win the women's championship but I think she wins here.
1: But there's but there's a lot of nepotism. There, in there. is. We've seen very few elite guys lose in general. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Um, next up, Hangman Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. What do you got Pasty?
0: Page!
1: Yeah. Uh, he has to win. He's got a big match <laughs> <Right>. coming up. <laughs> Why would he fucking lose to Kip Sabian, of all people? <laughs> yeah, this is the, the no brainer.
0: Then then we have what I think is going to be the sleeper match of the night, and that's Kenny Omega versus Sima. This could be fucking yeah. awesome, and his name is Shima. It's Zima. It's Z- Shima. Zima. Shima. Jami. Kima. Kimo. Kima.
1: <laughs> the, 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 the C is silent. <laughs> Kima. Shim, shim, The silent. Shim, 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 la, shim, shim, There you go. That's
0: how his name is going to be said from now on on this podcast. <laughs> I don't
1: know what I said, but I'll, always, I'll just cut it
0: out and make a button out of it, and we'll just insert it anytime we have to say his name. Uh,
1: um, I this one, this one was my hardest one because I think. Kenny Omega is going to win this one. Obviously, he's going on to bigger and better things, and I think Shima is going to be a a top mid-card guy, but he's obviously not going to be a a top guy. The only thing... Is uh, brings us to our tiebreakers. If Moxley gets now, involved. I
0: think I need to clarify a little bit on this tiebreaker because I finally wrote a tiebreaker for once. Um What I well fuck, we aren't no, tiebreaker but it's an important yet. time to bring this in because you've already answered. The tiebreaker is Moxley attacks Omega during or post match, and you answered yes, which is wrong. <laughs> Does he attack during the match or post match? Because it's going to happen. So I said, yes, during no. our post. <laughs> no, one. you pick one.
1: <laughs> we can't do that because it has to be something that's a yes or – it has to be a one-to-one one one ratio. I think it's a guaranteed
0: – I think this is a one-to-one ratio.
1: Yeah, but no, it's not a – we literally – our tiebreakers have to be a one-to-one ratio, Pastey. Okay,
0: fine. You say yes, then. That's fine.
1: Well, I mean, they have to be. That's what a tiebreaker is. It can't be like something like, oh, It never happened.
0: All right. But yeah, I, I think this will be the best match of the night. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. But I think it's 100% chance that Moxley gets involved in this match. Is it just during the match or post-match?
1: Okay, but which way? Okay, so pick one, and I'll tell you which one I feel. I
0: feel it'll be during the match.
1: Okay, so you want to say yes, yes. during. Okay, just say that. Okay.
0: Why do you gotta make it so? Because they heated? both waited till post match the last two times. I think now it gets involved I'm gonna
1: say
0: during the match. i no. Okay. No. Alright. Alright.
1: Then we got a tag match Young Bucks versus Um... Cody and Dustin.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: This has. Pacey. Let's take a sidebar. We we're going longer than we should, and I know that. But let's take a sidebar. <sighs> Cody is going to fuck AEW, right? If they don't get rid of him. No. I think Cody's
0: a smart Holy business person. Fuck. I don't think Cody's Why gonna keep himself in the ring for him. Is forever.
1: he in the main event with fucking? I don't believe this should be dust. a main event
0: match. I don't. I think this should be more towards the middle okay. of the card. Okay.
1: Cody, get the fuck out of here. Just fire Cody. He's not even a good wrestler. He's good, but he's not great.
0: I think eventually he's he's going to bow out and just be management. And that's fine. Oh,
1: my God. Put him in management. I'm fine with that. I think he's got a beautiful mind for the business. But he is not a fucking... He's an okay wrestler. He's a good you, you wrestler. You gotta also think he's here. This is great. the first
0: time he's main evented a pay per view under the AEW banner.
1: I don't give a fuck. Does he deserve? He's to? the only
0: uh, EVP who hasn't. So yeah, I think it's his turn.
1: Look at everybody who's on this card. And, and, and I tell mean, me that are he you really gonna? To you AEW? already
0: forgot how good of a match Cody and Dustin had. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of emotion and story to it. I said they had a solid match. Yes. I don't know. Either way, I don't think it hurts anything, because I think the Bucks are winning this one.
1: I know that Cody is not going to fucking lose. He thinks he's triple... He is literally... When he smashed that throne, he thinks he's Triple H. Like, in his mind, he's like, I am Triple H, this is WWE, and I've created... What I wanted, shit! To Get the fuck out of here! I hope Cody Rhodes goes home tonight and shoots himself in the fucking head. Ouch! I know, right? Because he's destroying fucking good wrestling. It
0: disgusts uh, me. I don't agree with you, but you don't no, agree. With I that? mean, I, I, he's not a he's not a he's not a main eventer. He's not a main eventer. No, get the fuck out of here. But he's not destroying it. He hasn't ruined anything. He hasn't had a bad match in AEW yet. He hasn't had a good match in AEW. He's He's had had a good good at best. Not great matches, good matches. Basically, you and I can go and have a good match. Let's do it.
1: (laughs) Yes, we'll do it at the Galactic Get Down, (laughs) folks. Make sure to get your tickets. I mean it's like shut the fuck up this motherfucker is
0: I don't think he's as ego driven as you think he is I think his character is his character is but the man pasty behind the gimmick is not
1: first of all everybody will tell you that Dusty Rhodes who I love and respect and had all the talent in the world both in the ring and on the mic was super ego driven driven like everything was about him. He wanted it to be about him. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing for a pro wrestler. He he's the same way. That's not a bad thing. He's just not good at it. He needs to leave. He needs to go. But anyways, um, I'm I'm saying that Cody and Dustin are gonna win it because tri- because Triple H will not let himself lose on a WWE pay per view.
0: All right. Uh, tiebreaker, pasties. We've already went over it. Moxley attacks Omega during, go. and I say yes, and you say no. Yes. Which leads us into the Savage Sentinel.
1: Oh, shit. Now, Fat Mac, I believe you have an pasty. update for
0: us from last week.
1: I do have an update, and uh, Lil Nate, if you remember from last week, Charles Robinson. Oh my God! It was Earl Ebner? It was. <laughs> that's what. That's the update. No. His collection of memorabilia, which was valued at five or fifty-five thousand dollars worth, was stolen. But he is getting some support from horror film directors, the Soska Sisters. They are not only donating their own movie props to help rebuild his collection, but they are also posting a list of items that were stolen in hopes that the whole fan community can help get back some of what was taken. And from the sad
0: that. thing is, it will happen. Whereas we won't get another five thousand dollars donated to Don Wright and his wife Sandy.
1: That's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> Honest. I mean, uh, honestly, let's just call it right. spade a spade.
0: People know Little H. And and yeah, just.
1: And nobody cares about. The the two older folks who are taking care
0: of five fucking children. Right. Yeah, a hundred
1: percent. Merca. Yes.
0: Ooh, this is good right here, though. Major League Wrestling announced Monday that it will take the league to a whole new level with the launch of MLW pay-per-views. What have these special events been? I don't know. MLW Saturday Night Super Fight which takes place Saturday, November 2nd, live from Cicero Stadium, will be the first MLW event available to fans on pay-per-view. MLW founder and CEO Court Bauer said, We are very excited to be bringing MLW fans a new, more intense Major League Wrestling experience by presenting MLW pay-per-view events. We are committed to giving the fans new ways to enjoy MLW. We are offering our live events at an affordable price Price and giving viewers at home the feeling that they are sitting ringside for every fight. These MLW events will be available for 19.99 on all major cable, satellite, and teleco systems, as well as digital pay-per-view via In-Demand, Direct DirecTV, Dish, and Fight TV.
1: You know what, pasty? I, uh... I questioned you last week, because th- they've already been doing pay-per-views, <laughs> and even though they've been around since the early 2000s, all of their specials have not ever gone on pay per view. So, basically, you're right. This is their first ever pay-per-view. I'll give yeah, it Yeah, I think they
0: deserve the $20 for an event, too. It's uh...
1: Oh, it's it's better than fucking AEW offering fucking $2,700, Drop a thousand dollars on our show, we'll fucking let you watch it. Like fuck you. Yeah, twenty bucks. Yeah this this is what it needs to be. And in this day and age, obviously that that's about it, right? Pasty. Yeah. It doesn't. You can't. You can't ask people to pay more than that. No, can it's you? a
0: fair price.
1: Yeah. Um, something that's more than fair. And uh, it is worth the price to pay, folks. Becky Lynch will grace the cover of the new ESPN, the magazine's blockbuster issue, alongside Glow's Alison Brie. Ooh. You might also know her from Community. According to WWE.com, the new issue focuses on the intersection between Hollywood's and sports and features an interview with Lynch and. Bruce. Well, I guess
0: Lynch was in the Marine Five.
1: I, I guess <laughs> she was. Nobody, nobody would know that. Um, the man is the first WWE superstar to ever appear on the cover of ESPN magazine. So, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, John Cena. Randy Orton, none of them have ever. It's crazy to
0: think that been on
1: the cover of crazy. ESPN magazine, but Becky Lynch cover. That that shows the. Does that not showcase the difference that we live in today? Oh, I
0: think it definitely does. I hope. I it, think does. it does. I hope it does. I mean, ESPN's been covering WWE more and more often lately, in general.
1: WWE has been covering WWE, yeah, for at least since the 2000s. I mean, we get a lot of our news from this. Yes. But, um, the fact that she, the fact that a woman in general is the first one out of anyone picked to be on the cover.
0: Wow. Well, maybe Alberto El Patron will grace the cover next year, huh? I'm done with that. Yes, Combat America's CEO Campbell McLaren has revealed that Alberto El Patron, who is the senior role in the company, will be going head-to-head with M.A.M.A. legend Tito Ortiz at a future event. Holy shit. That'll be a good one the Huntington Beach Bad Boy last fought back in November 2018 when he defeated Chuck Liddell in Golden Boy MMA. Alberto, who has a 9-5 and professional mixed martial arts record, hasn't fought since back in February 2010 when he lost to Yamamoto Hanshi. Yeah,
1: that'll be interesting. It's... I don't know why he's getting back into MMA at this point in his To prove he's life. better
0: at it than CM Punk. I mean, that should be any wrestler's goal when they MMA it up. I guess then he probably is. But he's still. got the stature for it. I'd like to see him in a real fucking real fight.
1: Oh yeah, he's a good MMA guy, but he's just I mean, he gets older every year. Like right. Oh, well, he's of us gonna do.
0: get his ass pounded by Tito Ortiz, but It'll still be fun to watch.
1: I mean, Dino Ortiz is old as shit. I I remember loving... I I remember playing Dino Ortiz in the very first UFC fucking PS1 game. Right. Uh, That that kind of
0: dates him. Yeah. It's it's funny to think uh, that his last match was in November 2018 against Chuck Liddell. I mean, I thought Chuck Liddell had been retired for fucking forever now. He
1: had been before that, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, Chuck Liddell is again another old timer so, Chuck Liddell
0: is somebody I'd love I to mean, see enter the wrestling world.
1: These are obviously two big names. This is um This is Hogan Andre from WrestleMania 3. It's like it's two big names going at it, but you know it's not gonna be a great match. Yeah. Um, I don't dog either one of them for doing it. I think it's great. And more
0: power will help to fuel Alberto's new wrestling endeavor, I would assume.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, he's, I'm guessing that's why he's doing it, because he's got a new company, and, you know, any publicity is good publicity.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: And uh most girls will tell you that, Pasty, because Fight Like a Girl is a new series produced by WWE Studios and Critical Content, which will air on mobile first media platform QB.
0: Oh boy. According to it's a parts all release, over again.
1: Each episode will feature WWE Chief Brand Officer Stephanie
0: McMahon. Chief Brandy Officer. Get it right.
1: pairing a wwe female superstar with a young woman struggling with a personal issue that has been holding her back my tits are too big (laughs) my butt causes too many men to smile at me oh my face is so gorgeous that everybody wants to date me oh it's so hard to be a woman
0: Uh Try taking a tombstone pile driver onto (laughs) thumbtacks. That's my advice.
1: The WWE WWE stars will draw from their own life experiences to help their trainees overcome obstacles and become tougher, stronger, and healthier versions of their former selves, both inside and out.
0: Heartwarming. I'm not going to watch it. No, me neither. (laughs) I don't know what a quibby is, but keep it the fuck away from me. (sighs) Now. This is a little thing I just wrote up uh yesterday, but uh this week I skipped Raw because I had heard it was back to the same old bullshit. I would assume after um after yard. Paul Heyman had his little hands on it, Vince is like I can keep this ship running straight, take the week off Heyman and it just went right back down the shitter. Uh but hearing that Kevin Owens dropped a pipe da- a pipe bomb promo on SmackDown made me tune in. And the promo was And you were just, I mean, the promo was pretty solid. He cut at Shane for stealing camera time from superstars that deserved it and for calling himself the best in the world, which he definitely is not. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of an anti-hero Owens, but that isn't what caught me. During a match between Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, all of a sudden the picture moved to the side and it was reduced to about a fifth of the screen as they used the the right half of the screen for running an ad. I called bullshit, so there's no wrestling dur- during commercial breaks, but this is still acceptable? But to my, su- to my surprise, they didn't just run one ad, but an entire commercial breaks where the ads while the match continued on the left portion of my screen. Slowly my rage faded. They only did this a couple of times uh, because most of the breaks still happen naturally between matches and promos, but as a solution, this could be okay. Air your ads at the same time as the match. Don't ruin it for the fucking people who paid huge money to see it live. Keep it going. Pacey,
1: I'm gonna fucking tell you how I feel about yes, this bullshit, you tell me, okay? I'm gonna fucking tell, tell you. Me. That's the perfect thing. <laughs> it do. really is, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a fucking no-brainer. <laughs> now, brainer. in hindsight, I didn't Holy catch shit. it, but apparently... You let everybody, uh- you let everybody watch the in-ring action it had a smaller portion, mm-hmm. which is And fine the volume was very muted on the wrestling and
0: it was all commercial audio.
1: Yes, but Pacey, <laughs> they're literally paying zero dollars mm-hmm. for it, right? Oh, shit. So these people get to watch what's going on and hear what's going on. And there's a commercial going on over here. This is YouTube. Yep. This is YouTube. Yep. Uh, better than YouTube because you get to... Distract yourself with what's actually going on. Yes, right? indeed. This is I good. Thought it was really this good. is
0: good. Yes. WWE did something fucking right. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, I mean, Raw did it last week. SmackDown did it this week. Okay, it's, uh...
1: so let's let's throw this question out here. We're running out right. of time, but
0: I'm going to throw this question
1: out here. Was this a uh, Eric Bischoff and?
0: I would assume Bischoff probably had his hands on it. I mean, it still wasn't perfect. Uh, um From what I heard, too, is also last week, Paul Heyman didn't run the whole show, but he had specific things nope. he wanted to be done a certain way to build into it because they're not—both of them aren't fully yeah. taking over until after Extreme Rules.
1: That's what I've heard, but yeah, but is this a, a Heyman-Bischoff thing? Like,
0: Yeah, I think it is. It's new, it's different, and it feels right. That's not something Vince gets ever, so—
1: I like it. (laughs) WWE did something I like. I like doing this. It is good. I'm okay with this. Do it. Fine. I'm good.
0: Now, I did hear. I didn't see it because I wasn't paying all that much attention. But I did hear that they did that where they kept the match going and then they aired a commercial. But then they still restarted the match after the commercials were over, which is kind of stupid. But I didn't catch that. So it didn't affect me. But at least you're trying.
1: I give them credit. I don't, I don't, I'm sure the advertisers don't, don't like them. it. If they're trying, I like it. I would assume it. the advertisers fucking don't do like it, but if do. they keep
0: it to a minimum of maybe two times a, a show, it shouldn't be a problem.
1: Yeah. No, I'm all for that. Good yes. for them. Good for them. In fact, Pacey, I think next time I'm watching WDB, I might start coming
0: and going in this week's comings no. and goings. Oh shit. Oh shit. Well, some of these we can just kind of skim through now, because <laughs> I fucked it all up. Yeah, it's
1: okay, you're good at doing I that. I love you for hey, fucking shit Hey, it still keeps up. the
0: show right on track, though. <laughs>
1: Damn right.
0: So yeah, Johnny Impact lost to X Division champion Rich Swann at Slammiversary, as we all know. And according to PW Insider, that was his end of his current run with the Canadian company. Johnny's contact, contract reportedly expired several weeks ago. But as professionals do, the two sides agreed that he would work through Slammiversary to finish his storyline with Swan. Well, that's that pretty is, cool for, uh,
1: for a company and mm-hmm. a wrestler to
0: do. Especially, especially somebody like Impact who could just be ego driven and say, fuck you, I'm out. Damn. Oh, yeah. The 39-year-old is currently a free agent and is still free to negotiate or sign with any other promotion, but he is still in talks with Impact about continuing their working relationship. He is married to current Impact Knockouts champion Tara Tara Valkyrie, Taya Valkyrie, sorry, who believed to be signed through the end of the year. This sure would make a major loss for Impact. Impact.
1: You know, I never know what's going on with Johnny Impact. He he does whatever is best for his bank mm. account, and that's, the man of a thousand—that's what he should do. Yeah, yeah, that's what he should do. I think personally, you should stay with Impact and be one of the top guys. But I could easily see, as, as I said to you, pasty, this this is not new. I could see Johnny Elite showing up in AEW.
0: Yeah. I don't see that so much, but I could see him going back home to the WWE and maybe not going right to WWE, but going to NXT and then maybe being a trainer. I think he's still got a lot in his He'd tank. He's trainer. got a lot in his tank, but I think his value there would be unfathomable. Unfathom- Oh, truly. I also would love to see uh, Johnny Nitro versus Johnny Gargano for the title of Johnny Wrestling. Oh, I my mean, gosh. That's a ball tickler right there, isn't it? It, it, it <laughs> fucking builds itself. <laughs> it does.
1: But another major loss for the company, pasty, according to F4W Online, Slamoversy was LAX's final match with Impact as well. Although officially, the duo remained under contract until August, and it would be available for Impact's tapings this month in Windsor, Canada. They are booked to be there, so we possibly could still see them there and they could re-sign with them. It's been noted both WWE and AEW have interest in signing Santana and Ortiz for good reasons. Oh, sure WWE they are looking to pick up as much talent as possible, and of course AEW we know is focused on continuing to build its tag team division. And LAX is one of the best today. Pasty, they are four-time Impact World Tag Team Champions. The longest reigning tag team champions at 261 days, and the longest combined tag team champions at 662 days in that entire. That's huge.
0: I want to see them go to all elite. Uh, I, you know, we might not got Moxley and or Yeah, Mox and Janela in a match together. A t- tag teaming, but I would love to see Mox and Janela versus LAX. I would, oh, would, I would love badass. to see the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks and LAX in a three-way tag match. There is so many layers of insanity you could build off of with LAX in AEW. And honestly, I don't see them going to WWE just for the reason of uh, Conan. <laughs>
1: To be honest, I want to see them stay in Impact Wrestling because obviously LAX was born in Impact Wrestling, yeah. and I think I think it, it belongs there and it thrives there. But anywhere that they can show off their skills, I'm a hundred percent for. So
0: go right ahead. And let's face it; they pro- I think they by now they deserve more than what Impact is probably paying them.
1: Well, it depends on what anybody else would pay. I guess. But, talking about paying people... um, Yeah, Pacey, Impact made a pretty ballsy move on this last uh, slam anniversary that we started talking about. Yes. What happened there?
0: Well, Rhino appeared and delivered a gore, or at least a masked man with the physique of Rhino appeared and delivered a gore. But Rhino is still under a non-complete cause with WWE and is actually listed under their active roster. And I think what it is, is he's still signed to WWE. That was fun. He's. He, I think he's still signed to WWE and 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 if he lets his contract go out, he wouldn't be under a non-complete clause because he fulfilled his contract. But yeah, that was uh, ballsy as fuck on his part, appearing under a mask and delivering a gore for a company that is not the one he's legally bound to at the time.
1: Yeah, pretty ballsy on Impact's part as well.
0: Granted, do you see uh... WWE to throw a lawsuit over Rhino? No. (laughs) I mean, to be petty, yes. And they would if it was AEW, but I don't think they will if it's Impact. Probably not, but God, that's still like, why wouldn't you just wait? Yeah, right. And why wasn't I mean, it I, Moose? I get it. Why it's... wasn't it Moose? If Moose is the guy who's yeah. got a problem with ECW guys, <laughs> why the fuck didn't he attack Moose after Moose beat RVD? Yeah, they show up late. <laughs> he showed like... up late, so they're like, "Oh, you're gonna." <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: It's, it's really weird. Like, I, you know what? I love Rhino, but I wouldn't risk legal ramifications to have him on my show. No, he's not Randy Orton. (laughs) No, and and I'm not a big Randy Orton fan. No, but if it was Randy Orton in a mask, you'd have less
0: of knowledge that it was him. You know what I mean? rhino rhino you can tell who he is by just by the shape of his body ain't nobody else shaped like that really
1: oh it was super (laughs) i mean it was totally him the way not only the shape of his body but the way he did Mm -hmm. the core it was like yeah you know that big
0: mass of curly hair sticking out the back of the mask yep
1: (sighs) yeah well Moving on, Major League Impact welcomes Georgia Smith as their newest broadcast correspondent. All person. right. Smith started with MLW at their Kings of Coliseum broadcast. Georgia is the daughter of the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. Her brother, Davy Boy Smith Jr., and her cousin, Teddy Hart, are already well-established on the MLW roster. As part of the New Heart Foundation, they are the reigning MLW Tag Team Champions. She comes in with some experience, though, Pasty. Uh, She'll be able to apply a lot to her new gig, like stints with uh, iHeartMedia and various other broadcasting gigs. That's good stuff. Yeah, welcome, Georgia Smith, to MLW. It's good to see her there. It's good to see Maybe the Hart uh, slash out of there Smith now. family coming in there. Um, Get out of there, Cornet. <laughs>
0: we don't need you. Ah... Uh. Somebody came to odds with me on the internet this week when I said I wasn't. I love MLW, but he's making the product hard. uh, Yeah, the product hard to watch. And somebody's like, "What are you talking about?" I think he's done just fine since he's been there. You fucking. uh, Pasty,
1: you know Jim. Everybody knows Jim Cornette. Yes, honestly, but. Perhaps the biggest name in this section of the comings and goings is one that many of our listeners may not Hmm. know. Tokyo Sports is reporting that All Japan Pro Wrestling President Jun Akiyama resigned from his position this Monday. Oh, shit. Yeah, Akiyama has been the promotion's president for more than five years. Under his watch, Akiyama has promoted major stars of the company such as Kento Say that again Miyahara Kento Miyahara <laughs> okay. you Got that Kento yes. Omiya Namu. Jake Lee
0: and Nomuro. Naoya. See, I would have pronounced that second to the last one. Jacques-Helaya. Exactly. Tsuyoki <laughs> Fukado,
1: age of 53, will now actually take over the reins as president and reportedly wants to take a higher focus. 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 Now, higher focus, I'm sorry, on work in the ring rather than the actual numbers. Something WWE <laughs> could fucking learn
0: <laughs> Yeah. From.
1: It can't be argued that Akiyama saved All Japan Pro Wrestling while it was in its lowest point, pasty. but now is the time for change, at least according to the higher-ups in the company who are seeing the gap to New Japan Pro Wrestling, who is growing ever bigger, and Pro Wrestling Noah, who just recently has been making huge changes this year in an attempt to kickstart their stagnant business as well.
0: Well, let's hope it's all, all up, the, up, up for the, these companies.
1: Yeah, with all of the independent and um, global wrestling that's happening. Whoo. They're, they're feeling the pressure.
0: Now, do we know what Akiyama is going to do going forward?
1: I assume... All uh, Elite Wrestling! Join... <laughs> no, I assume he's going to join uh, 57 other men in masturbating on top of uh, one woman's oh. face.
0: <laughs> the Bukaki Committee. Which is oddly That's enough another name for WWE Extreme Rules.
1: The Bukaki yes,
0: and let's get into our predictions, shall we? Yeah. So, as always with WWE cards, it's probably not in the appropriate order, but we're going to head it up the way we got it. Raw Tag Team Championships: The Revival defending their titles against the Usos. I gotta put my money on the Usos on this one.
1: And I'm just going with the Revivals for now. Hey, I think it's a crazy. safe bet.
0: I just want the Usos to have the championships. I like the Revival, but I really want them to not be in WWE so I can like them even more.
1: Right, <laughs> yeah. I know so they only have the championships because WWE is
0: trying to make them happy, and that doesn't make me happy. So. No. Yes. Uh, coming in next, we've got a last man standing match: Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in their ongoing feud, which is actually making monsters out of both of them, and it works very well. So far, yeah. Somebody's getting buried under an announce table and a bunch of chairs, or a garbage truck. I'm going.
1: I'm going with Braun Strowman because I know they're trying to bring him. They're trying to recreate his mm-hmm. character. Although I will admit, it's probably smarter to have Bobby Lashley beat him and have him go away for like two, three months and come back as a monster.
0: But I'm, I'm going Strowman. Yeah, no, this was, I think, probably the hardest pick on the card for me as well, just because of the way they are. They need to bring Strowman back in a big way, but Lashley, I think, deserves it more right now. He needs it more right really? now because he's suffered more he right does. now. Uh So yeah, I got my, my money's on Lashley to win this one, and I hope it happens.
1: I I agree. I hope it's Lashley and uh, Strowman. Uh WWE Cruiserweight Championship Groo Drew Where's Tony
0: Moose? <laughs> I am Gru Drew,
1: Lock. It's Gru, <laughs> Drew Lock and Tony Moose.
0: <laughs> I'm going with Gru, Drew Lock. Yes, yes, I got Goo eyes for Gulak. Yeah. Man, that's a mission match with Kushida sold him for me in ways that 205 Live never could have. It was, it was beautiful.
1: Then we have the U.S. Championship match Ricochet defending his title against AJ Styles I'm going Ricochet I'm going AJ Wow I think that's a step down for AJ
0: Yeah probably but I don't want to see him have a top Championship right now anyway So U.S. Championship is good Plus with him uh, possibly getting back Together with Gallows and Anderson As they've been alluding to lately It could be a good run So, folks,
1: send your messages to Pasty, where he says that AJ is not good enough for the world title and that Ricochet is not good enough for the U.S. title. Oh, Ricochet is, but he's good enough for better things, too. Nope, that's what you said. Just stand by it, Pasty. God damn it. God damn it.
0: Then we've got a triple threat match between Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the New Day versus Heavy Machinery. I'm just kidding, Pasty. I don't know what you love Rick I care. do. I love them both. I do. And I want to see good things for them both. But AJ Styles' world title run was, uh... It got stale. And so, he doesn't need that right now. But I think he needs a championship, and as a heel, it could be a good run. I can dig
1: it. Triple Threat Tag Match. Uh what do oh, you got? Oh,
0: I gotta go with Heavy Machinery. Although... I wanted to pick Heavy Machinery because it seems like they're pushing Dude, on. Dude, Onus is the best. He's so great. He is fucking Chris Far- the Chris Farley of pro wrestling.
1: I wanted to do it, but you picked it, so I'm going New Day so I can do something different. So, um, you know what? You can never go wrong with no. picking new day. They're obviously in the. And running, I mean, Brian right? and
0: Rowan could just retain too. <laughs> this is, I think, this no, will be a good match all the way so. around. It's it's a contrast of styles throughout, and it will be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, I hope so. And and I I right there with you. I want to see the New Day have championships while Kofi still has his championship.
1: So how about the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship? We got Bailey in a handicap match taking on Alexis and Nikki Cross in a handicap yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, who you got? I got Bailey. Obviously, usually when there's a handicap match, you know it's going to go mm. towards them. Um, I feel the same way you do. I'm not giving you extra points that's for that's
0: fine. It's too fucking. But obvious. I've got hey, Bailey man. via Sasha Banks. We even put it as a yes. tiebreaker.
1: And I I'm don't know not. that
0: Bailey will need Banks because she's done a pretty good job of sowing seeds of doubt in Nikki's mind about Alexa. But Nikki's still very delusional about it. Something i that'll come to head after this match.
1: I hope Bailey doesn't need her. I hope Bailey wins it on her own. I wow, hope
0: keep Banks at home for being a crybaby bitch. <laughs> that's just me.
1: There you go. <laughs> Either way, yeah. I'm I'm with you. (laughs) Then we have Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Mm -hmm. Joe.
0: And rumors leading into this is Kofi Kingston is already injured from SmackDown. He's got a back injury. (laughs) They collapsed his chest or what's left of it. (laughs) Uh, I gotta go with Samoa Joseph. Yeah, I'm with Samoa Joseph. I mean, if New Day wins the tag team titles, they'll still have it for a short period of time while Kofi's on top of the world. But uh, I don't know. Kingston, he's, he's been a good champion. He's been an entertaining champion. But you still look at him and you say he's not a top guy. I would,
1: If he wasn't injured, I'd like for him to yeah. keep it, to be honest. I'd like to
0: see Samoa Joe stop getting fucked. <laughs> that... I wish I wish it was Joe versus Rollins. But if he's gotta take it from Kofi He's the man to do it. So now we got
1: um Seth and Becky defending Uh, their titles against Corbin and Evans. Stupid. This this was the hardest one for me to pick, to be honest. The hardest one for me to pick. Because there's no wrong answer, right? right? Like, storyline-wise, either way gives you a really good story to go down for the next uh, six months.
0: And if Becky really isn't happy with having her relationship in the limelight of the public, for them to lose it and then break up kayfabe, it would it would we'll be, be a good start. way for them to separate e- from the, each other. I, I think... WW Vince is just terrible when fans know something is there Vince is like okay now it's got to be on the show and this is definitely a scenario yeah. where that doesn't have to happen and has been detrimental to both Seth and Becky
1: the man's man is not no. helping anybody but that being said I am picking the men and
0: since you are picking the men I guess I will pick the women uh, Baron, Baron and Lacey Then we have a no holds barred match. It's a tag match. The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And this one, I gotta go with the Dead Dogs. I think Kevin Owens is gonna have some kind of a thing here too, after SmackDown. But I had picked the Dead Dogs before that, beforehand. I just, I'm really intrigued to see Undertaker and Roman Reigns as a tandem force. And it could be very good. I want to see Shane lose, because fuck Shane McMahon. Drew McIntyre does not deserve to be in this match. I mean, just because he he shouldn't be forced to be side-saddled with Shane McMahon. But, uh yeah, I, I got to go with the dead dogs. And I got to say...
1: First of all, Shane McMahon... He has his father's ego. But more than that, I think they're actually starting to push Drew McIntyre. And I think he is going to be, from everything I've read, I'm not going to take credit for this. This isn't me just saying, oh, I know this. Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar is the next big thing so I'm gonna pick the max: Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre
0: even with the potentiality of Kevin Owens getting involved you know what fuck Kevin Owens <laughs> <sighs> that's
1: what I say fuck All Kevin Owens right. and that
0: really? brings us to the tiebreaker for this event will Sasha Banks come to Bailey's aid I say yes and then she'll turn on her
1: um, Pasty, that's exactly what I wanted to say, but <laughs> since you said it first, I'm just going to go no. And I don't think this is going to go to a tiebreaker. I think it'll be yeah. pretty obvious yeah. who will. So, uh, we don't have a lot the same, but yeah, I agree I'm with you. I'm looking
0: forward to a very solid re- uh, weekend of wrestling though. It should be a good time.
1: This is going to be fantastic. And we got the Galactic Get Down to come to. So, fuck, it's amazing.
0: Wonderful.
1: Uh, Pasty, we are out of time. It is time to sign yes, off. Yes, indeed it is. I, of course, am always Fat Mac in the back with a hundred sack in the back of his pants.
0: And I, of course, am the hasty pasty. Might be